Welcome to this little podcast where we come together as little warrior princesses to light our souls, ignite our passions, pathway, and purpose, and love ourselves, our families, and the world. Here with me today is Laura Hemling, a Christian business consultant. Laura Hemling is a business energetics consultant for Christian entrepreneurs. She believes that at the heart of every business is the soul of a human being, and when that soul is aligned and energized, the business will thrive and grow. She coaches her clients in practical solutions to online business problems, while also guiding them through powerful processes of soul evolution that are guided by scripture, the sciences of neurobiology and quantum physics, and meditation. In her work, the most important element of all is love. Her love for the beauty she sees in each of her clients, their love for their purpose-filled work, and God's love for us all. Welcome, Laura. We're so happy to have you here today. Is there anything you want to add? No, it's wonderful. It's so good to be here. I'm so excited to have you here, and we're going to learn so much from you today. I know that you light the world and bring power to many through and with all of your talents and gifts. We want to know what is one process or instrument that you would share with us that you use to bring light into your world and the world of others? So the the process, the main process that I use is um, really at the heart of, of uh, Lelia. It's the, it's love, accept, expand. And um, I love that. Every one of those parts is really critical. The, the love, we understand the acceptance, I think is the one that we focus on the least in everyday life. And so it really is the one that, um, that I emphasize the most, um, because it's an acceptance, it's in surrender to the spirit. It's an acceptance of the circumstances that God has allowed into our lives and that we have invited into our lives. Um, that, you know, it's through that acceptance of internal resistance um, that we're able to really transform. So it's that acceptance paired with love that helps us expand. So, um, that's, I think what I would love for people to, um, for everybody that's listening to really hear and understand a little bit more deeply. Hopefully the spirit carries my words into their ears in the best way. And, um, And with acceptance, one of the keys to understanding its power is to understand that when you, when you look at, when you look at something that you don't want and you look at it through eyes of love and you look at it, not loving what you don't want, but just love. And you, you look at it with eyes of non-resistance. So you just don't resist what you're looking at. That's the point at which that thing that is not truth will disappear. Um, but in resisting it, we hold it to us. And when we hold it to us, it persists. And so understanding at the very core that what you resist, whether it's conflict in a relationship or bitterness or anger, unforgiveness, when we resist something, it persists. And when we look at it through eyes of love and non-resistance, it disappears. 
Wow, that's beautiful. So it's a practice throughout the day. It's a practice. It's a, it's a mental, emotional, spiritual practice where you have to be self-reflective. So you reflect on, you know, as you're going through your day, when you feel those, that, that resistance arise in whatever emotional form it, it have, it comes, um, you, you mentally, what I do, I mentally stop and I, um, I open my soul. I, I, I release, I just breathe into it and I release that resistance and, um, and I allow myself to move through the emotions that I'm feeling, um, and the, the circumstances around me. And that really is the most powerful thing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's wonderful. Was there ever a, a time where that was like a, the most challenging for you, where you felt like, you know, that didn't that resistance was just up where you felt hopeless and there's no way out. Many, many, many times have I felt, um, that, that I couldn't let go of the resistance. There were, have been many times. And unfortunately there's been quite a few times when I felt like there was no way out. I, um, life hasn't always been easy by any stretch of the imagination. And, um, but you know, um, one story in particular that um, I thought about telling you today was, it was a time about, I guess, seven years ago. I can't get over it, it's been that long, but maybe five to seven years. And my grandmother, I was the primary caregiver for my grandmother and she was in her nineties and um, she had fallen and broken her hip. And I, um, she was living at assisted living at that time. Later, she lived with me, but that time she was in assisted living and um, they called and said that she had fallen, took her to the hospital. Um, for five days, she wasn't able to have surgery because of various things or um, infection level. And then there was, you know, her heart and so forth. But after five days, she had this surgery and they said the surgery went well but I was waiting and waiting and waiting for three hours for her to come out of recovery. And they finally came out and said that she wasn't coming out of it, that she wasn't coming out of the anesthesia. And, um, so, and I, and they said that her carbon dioxide levels were really, really high and they were fatal and that it was just a matter of time before she died. Um, and, and I said, well, isn't there a chance they'll come down? Isn't there a chance that they'll, it'll, it'll get better? And, and they said, no, they said there was no chance. There was no chance of her recovery um, because her CO2 levels were rising and they had been rising rather than coming down to normal levels and they were already lethal. So um, of course, you know, I, burst into tears and um, call my family. And, um, and then they, they brought her into one of the um, ICU units and just waiting for her to pass. Um, she had a CPAP mask on her face and um, because they couldn't reintubate her 
because of the do not resuscitate. So during that time, you know, my pastor came, a friend from church, my family was there. Um, and we just, I, I, we went around and prayed and we were singing um, different songs that we could think of, you know, and we were praying for her. But what I prayed was that God would have his way that, that, you know, whatever he wanted for her in that moment was what I wanted. And I, and I felt that with my whole soul, I felt yeah. that. And, um, during, so during that time, she, um, we had additional complications of physical, like just circumstances in the, in the life. I had work that I, I had a deadline I had to meet. I had, um, her house was closing that day and she was supposed ah. to sign the papers. <laughs> and it was just craziness. But the, all of that fell away, you know, during that time, it was just her. And, you know, during those few hours, we kept waiting, you know, for her to pass and they would come in and, well, she wasn't passing and, and, and she kept, and then she started to kind of flutter her eyes open and she started to look and she saw my mother and my mother has a lot of problems. And, um, my, my grandma was trying to say something to my mother. And in that moment with the CPAP mask on and with her body deteriorating, she couldn't say anything. And she was trying so hard to say something to my, to my mother. And I, I remember in that moment, I thought it came to me so clearly that she had run out of time. She could no longer share her message. Whatever she had to say to my mother, she couldn't say it. And because she was dying, she was never going to get that opportunity. And it was like this overwhelming sense of like awful in the truest sense of the word, awe, full, full of awe and awful realization that I someday was going to run out of time. And I didn't know when that was going to be. And um, so, and the thing is that I know for a fact that what my grandmother wanted to say to my mother was to share at least one more time, you know, the message of Jesus, the message of salvation, because my mother had fallen away many years ago from faith and um, had never returned. And I think the other thing that my, my grandmother wanted to say is that she loved her, you know? And um, now the wonderful thing is that this, that as she was trying to talk, that, that continued. And so eventually I thought, you know, she really doesn't seem like she's passing away. Um, and so I talked to a nurse in our family and then I talked to the pulmonologist and I said, could we run another blood gas test to see what her CO2 levels are actually mm -hmm. at? So they ran another test and they were back to normal. Oh, wow. So she had had a miraculous, 
That's <laughs> amazing. And, um, and so she did then get to have that opportunity to talk to my mother. You know? And so, um, but it really, and so that whole thing really brought home to me that I was going to run out of time someday and I couldn't delay anymore in sharing my heart and sharing what God had put on my heart and whatever artificial strictures that I had put on myself, whatever rules or guidelines or, you know, false beliefs about, you know, I wasn't worthy of sharing a message or nobody wanted to listen or whatever. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't pay attention to that anymore. Like I just, it was disobedient for one. And it was urgent. There was an urgency. There was no there was, there was just no way, you know, it's an arrogance to think, oh, I can do it later. It's even I, an arrogance to think I'm not worthy because if God has put that on my heart, who am I to tell him that I'm not worthy? Wow. And that's so, powerful. Yeah. So that's so really that's just, how you broke through that moment of resistance, right? Just, just understand, understanding your purpose. Is there anything else that, that aided to that as well? It was praying through that and that not resisting the moment. So yeah. it was this very, very dark hour. And um, through relaxing into God's will, you know, and being in that present moment completely in God's will, and trusting him completely. It's just a absolute trust. And, um, and it came through not resisting. And, and it was in that, that not resisting and in that prayerful love that the spirit was really able to speak to me. And God was going to save her because clearly it wasn't her time, you know. So, um that was a given now that I look back on it, but what wasn't a given is what the spirit was able to teach me, you know, and, um, and how I was able to minister to the other people in the room. And it's so funny, like after that, as I would take grandma to the doctors, they all said, none of them were believers, but they all said that was a miracle. That was a miracle. And, um, the, her, her regular doctor, her hip doctor, her, the pulmonologist, all of them. And in fact, we went into the hip doctor and, and, um, he said he had a little bit of an accent and he said, you, Mrs. Bean are a walking miracle. And she looked awesome. like, what? She didn't remember, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Wow. That's yeah, amazing. Well, that's, that's an amazing yeah, it's love, accept, expand. We we are centered in that love that is in the, that is the spirit, and we accept what is, and we trusting fully that when we accept what is true, it will stay and expand. And when we when we accept what is not true, it will disappear. Just like when you walk into a room, you flip on the light switch, the darkness disappears. I don't have to cast out the darkness, right? I don't have to say, oh, I don't want this darkness here. I don't have to resist the darkness. I just turn on the light and the darkness disappears. And it's that simple in our spirit as well. 
Absolutely. And that's why Jesus did things. Like when they were trying to stone the woman who had been accused of adultery and he's drawing in the sand. He wasn't resisting their behavior. Mm -hmm. He was asking questions and making statements that were non-resistant. He said, um, first, the first of you, the first, you know, the one of you who has never, who has not sinned, cast the first stone. That's a non-resistant response. And it came from that place of total love within him. So if we're to follow Jesus's example, that that love and acceptance is at the, as a, at the core of it. And then the spirit is able to work through us and expand our souls. Wow, that is so powerful. That's exactly, exactly. Um, with that love, accept, expand, what are you most excited about with that? Where, where's that going for you? So what I'm most excited about right now is that, um, Really, Leah, it, I have love, accept, expand. I, I bring into, um, I brought that into um, Lelia, which is a type of orchid. And so we, I just, I've called it Lelia way because it has a beautiful sound to it. And, um, and it captures the essence of, of um, the process. And so with Lelia way, um, there's two things. One is that I'm starting a, uh, meditation community for Christians. So often Christians are a bit nervous about meditation because it isn't um, something that is, you know, normal for us, but it's so important. And, you know, I really feel like it's the work of the enemy to keep us from meditation that, mm -hmm. you know, he, he, he has clouded, you know, our eyes with fear of these powerful healing processes. And so, um, so I'm beginning a meditation community for Christians, Lelia way that I have through Patreon, and I'm going to give you that link. And um, so you can share it with everyone. And then the other thing is I have a vision of, I have a little um, retro trailer, like a little vintage trailer, and I'm renovating mm -hmm. her. And so I have this, this dream of within a year of traveling around and we can have Leila way gatherings, you know, where we can come together and pray and support each other and, and um, be in community and meditate together and really raise the um, um, understanding and the awareness of, of Jesus's message of hope in, you know, in, in new ways and um, with new people. So. Wow, that sounds so fun, like such an amazing adventure to just spread the word of Christ and to just love others and, and connect with everyone. And that, that sounds so amazing, so fun. That That is definitely exciting. <laughs> yeah. How fun. So we have um, the, the last few questions, we call it the lightning round, just uh, some fun, quick little questions. What do you believe was something holding you back from sharing your light in the past? Or what do you feel has derailed you in the past? Yeah, really believing um, um, people who told me lies, just straight <laughs> up, just believing lies and um, being deceived by lies. 
And I think that as human beings, um, we are, we are vulnerable to deception. And I mean, that's clear from every biblical evidence we have, you know, right from the beginning, Eve was deceived by the serpent in the garden. And that was the root of all sin um, amongst women. And Adam was not deceived. He knew it was wrong, but he did it anyway. Right. So I believe um, that what that tells us is that it shows us that the unfortunate depth to which um, women are, are able to be deceived. And so we have to turn to Christ in that, you know, and men for their part are more prone to evil. Um, so they have to battle that. And that's, that's the darkness of the sinful world that we live in, but God gave us his son, right? And so the world is redeemed through Christ and we have the spirit within us. So we do not have to fear that deception. We just need to be aware that it's there. And um, men do not need to fear, you know, that tendency, the greater tendency that they have towards evil, but they also need to be aware that they can fall prey to it. They can fall prey to knowing that they're doing something wrong right? For me, you know, as a woman, I have to be aware that I am more likely that it is easier for me to be deceived into doing wrong. And, um, you know, if we, if we deny that, or we pretend that's not the case, I, I believe that, um, we set ourselves up for, um, for deception, plain and simple. So as we're aware of it, then the spirit is able to work through that again, not resisting, right? Not resisting this, this truth. We are in a fallen world that is saved, but not yet. Yes, now, not yet. And so um, being a part of that um, growth is really important. It's amazing. When I think about it, the natural man, right? Being yeah. deceived, like you're talking about, the natural man is a is an enemy to God. I know that's a scripture, but isn't it a beautiful thing, the process that Heavenly Father had for us to bring Adam and Eve, you know, they had to fall for us to be here, for us to even have this chance, you know, for them to create. And so I also think about our divine womanhood in this thought process that we can look past what everyone else thinks and find that truth for ourselves and like it's such a miracle that we could that eve could say in her heart i know that this is a going to break this law you know it's going to break this law but i know something deeper needs to happen here i think as women we have this divine divinity within us that we can see those deeper levels of what, you know what I mean? And to go and do that. And so I definitely see that as natural man. We, we might not see the lies. We fall deceived to it, like you said. And then, but then there's this divine miracle that like you've talked about within us that we have so much potential. I love and choose to love God. I mean, in the very yeah. fact that we have that choice is what makes our love so meaningful. Because yeah. when we choose to love God, and when we choose to, you know, to um, turn to him or turn back to him, 
we have that he's just so overjoyed. And what a beautiful thing that um, we have the atonement of Christ for that. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, Jesus, you know, left the 99 to seek out the one sheep, right? And that's, so that's, that's the thing that like, no matter what, God's love never fails. And no matter what, we always have the choice to love him. So it doesn't matter. Nothing else really matters at the very core of it. It really is that love. Absolutely. I love that. And what is your favorite scripture and why? Well, my, one of my favorites, I have lots of favorites, but one of my favorites is Romans eight twenty eight, Um, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. And I love that because in, in my life, I've been through so much trauma, so much, and you know, there's always new layers of healing that I'm finding. And um, I love to be able to turn to that verse and have hope and know that no matter what has happened through everything in my life, that, um, that he is working it together for good. And whenever I think about that scripture, I also think about the story of um, Joseph when he was sold into slavery and, you know, um, all the things that happened to him. And then at the end of it, his dream of his brothers bowing down before him, indeed it happened. And he was able to save them with an open, clean, with a clean heart, with a clear, open, loving heart. He was able to say what you meant for my harm, God meant for good to save um, all these people. You know, his heart was so pure. He didn't have any, you know, <laughs> any scuffs on it. Even yeah. through all of that, he was just so humbled. I love it. Yeah, exactly. It's that humility. It's that purity of heart. It's that open heartedness that you talk about, you know, and that you have, you're so gifted in that way. Um, and, um, you, I know worked really hard too, to, um, to really stay in that purity of heart and soul in a world that isn't always easy. So it's a daily, daily thing, right? We get to reflect like you're talking about just love and accept who we are today and just expand on that. Yes. Yeah. And that's I love it. I love it. Yeah. And then we have the a place to find rest podcast, right? That yeah. we, uh, the soul attunement call that, um, yeah. I love that. One last thing. Um, go ahead and close your eyes and just imagine, imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, a world of Zion, which is where people live with one heart and one mind, and we all get to dwell in righteousness and there are no poor among us. And just take a deep breath. Go ahead and open your eyes. And what do you feel the world needed for that to happen? And how will you continue to contribute to building that Zion community today? Where do you believe it starts? Well, I think that um, I believe um, what the scriptures say are true, that in order for um, 
the new heaven and new earth to be to come into um reality we have to go through a lot of um we have to let go of this world and that will happen when all people on the earth have heard the message of the gospel well so the scriptures are really clear on that and then that that all will have heard the gospel message is absolutely the key and so in order for that to come about we i you know need to shine my light and speak the gospel message to the people that god brings into my world and that he encourages me to share it with and um so there really isn't anything more important or there isn't anything more to focus on really than than bringing jesus's message to the world that oh. message of salvation and that's truly powerful and that to gather um our loved ones and everyone loved ones enemies everyone just to the gospel of christ mm -hmm. and to find love for all you know i love it it's it's so powerful we cannot earn our way into heaven we have to accept christ as our savior so that he is the one that through him we are forgiven you know we don't get to earn that that's basic pride but through him we have it we have it all and so then we have joy and the fullness of joy and gratitude so that's way better than pride right absolutely that's so powerful thank you laura so much for joining us today um, before we go, will you please share with us one last piece of advice that you have for all of us little warriors today? So I would encourage everyone to um, meditate. I would encourage everyone to meditate. And you can join us um, live Mondays and Thursdays on the Place to Find Rest. I have a podcast, a soul attunement call, where we use sound and breath to um, to bring about that peace of our in our souls and true rest true rest in our souls so that the spirit can work through us completely totally and perfectly and um if and you know it really though any style of meditation um ex ones that do not use mantras from other religions so um but to use a meditation style that that uses just basic sound basic it's just music is just so powerful and i would encourage everyone to to just meditate in the breath for 10 minutes a day and watch how your world transforms oh that's amazing thank you so much laura you shared with us ways to be a light to the world being a light in this world today takes courage here on this podcast we help one another find that courage the courage to be a light while enjoying our relationships our wins and success and even our failures we help one another find that courage to pray, hope, forgive, and connect again. Thank you, Laura. Thank you.